Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and today we have Sarah Emerson joining us to discuss the reopening of economies and crude oil markets. Welcome back, Sarah. Good to be here. Thanks. So, Sarah, with many countries looking at reopening their economies, what will be the impact on the crude oil markets? Well, you know, that's a tough question because the profile of the pandemic remains really quite uncertain. Even so, uh, what we have to do is think about what may change going forward. And if the reopenings lead to sustained recoveries in economic activity, petroleum product demand will indeed rise, and eventually crude demand will rise too, and all of these things will support crude oil prices. And is this already happening in the oil markets? Yes, we believe it is. Um, As we've projected for several weeks, April could very well be the low point of oil demand in 2020. And even just a modest recovery in oil demand in May is, is supportive to the oil markets. Um, you probably noticed crude prices are up almost $10 since the third week of April. And that's largely on the back of stories about reopening economies. So how do we know a recovery is underway in May? Well, we can only really read the tea leaves at this point, but our analysis of mobility data suggests vehicle movement bottomed out in early April in many parts of the world and it has been very slowly rising in some locations. Not in all locations, um, but any kind of reopening will encourage that movement and thus higher gasoline demand in May and beyond. Right now we have global gasoline demand in May rising by about 1.6 million barrels a day over April levels. And we may look back at that and, and it may be a conservative estimate. So let's move beyond May. How do the summer months look for crude oil? Well, we have oil demand continuing to recover from May through the rest of the year, but it's a gradual recovery through the summer due to the potential for new outbreaks of the virus in response to lifting the lockdowns or curtailing some of the social distancing policies. Still, it's important to remember that we have a lot more information about the virus, its spread, and its treatment now at the beginning of May than we had at the beginning of March. So against this threat of more virus, we weigh other factors, such as spare capacity in hospitals uh, that allow for the the management of new spikes in infections, or progress towards new treatments for the infected. So armed with more knowledge, partial and careful reopening of economies may find some success this month, or, or maybe in June. This is a significant unknown in the oil market this summer, Yet, we feel an improvement in economic activity from the lows of April is not an unreasonable forecast at all. So what about crude prices? Will they go higher on the back of this gradual recovery in activity? Yes, I think they could. Um, Brent is now close to $30. If the market believes that economic activity and oil demand are recovering, Brent could get into the high 30s and test 40 in the next couple of months. But Keep in mind, working against those higher prices are ample inventories of both crude and products. And when might those inventories start to fall? Well, we haven't talked yet about crude supply. And the response of oil producers to both the OPEC plus agreement and to low oil prices has really been tremendous. We estimate global crude supplies, that's both in OPEC and non-OPEC countries, will fall by 11 million barrels a day this month and that will clearly slow the stock accumulation significantly. That means stocks should begin falling at some point in June, 
And so that means we see July as the first full month of stock liquidation. So if demand does recover, stocks fall, and prices are higher, what happens to the OPEC plus agreement on production restraint? That's a great question. Uh, you may recall that the OPEC plus agreement set production targets for May and June 2020, but then set higher production targets for July through December. They essentially agreed to lift production by 2 million barrels a day in July. If they follow through to a letter of this decision, I think these producers will attenuate the stock liquidation in July, even as refinery throughput is recovering. So do you think OPEC Plus can abide by the letter of their agreement and carefully manage an increase in output without weakening markets and prices again? Again, another great question. You know, we raised this question in our recent two-year outlook on crude. If oil demand and prices do begin to recover, what happens on the supply, supply side after June? I think price signals will be very important. The more cr crude prices recover, the greater the risk of higher output. We are especially interested in Russia and that country's willingness to comply fully with the deal past June, you know, if prices are higher. But even the shale producers have suggested that if WTI moves back into the 30s, and right now it's in the mid-20s roughly, um, that price recovery would support a restart of their production. So you just mentioned the shale producers. Could shale production bounce back? No, we think some of these statements are a little bit optimistic. Um, at $30 WTI, that's a price that would roughly cover their basic operating costs, and not for all producers, but only some. But it really wouldn't cover their fixed costs or their debt service. So a serious recovery in shale production or even growth would, would require a distinctly higher price. Still, on a global basis, could the drop in crude production we see this month turn around faster than some analysts believe? It could, but probably only in a scenario where the COVID-19 crisis is truly diminishing and the virus response becomes more manageable and more successful. And right now, that's a tall order. Uh, there's still so much uncertainty ahead. So all we can do at this point is stay tuned. Well, hopefully we get there soon. Thanks, Sarah. We really appreciate you taking the time to break things down for us. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.